What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Love oh, God. Love God. Love, love sex. sex. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Heath Maxwell. What's good, everybody? It's Jamie, and we're here with another episode. Um, this one is is going to be interesting, we think, because I feel like it is a topic that we don't really hear a lot about mm. um, anywhere you know, yeah, in the podcast yeah. space. Um, you can read about it online, but but essentially, we're talking about orgasm equality today. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we are kind of inundated. I think men mostly are inundated with statistics around how women are not really experiencing as as much or as easily orgasms as we do, and this is something that we value. Yeah, for we, sure. We we live by this partner first credo. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. So orgasm equality is very important to us. Um, how are we going to break this down? Is we're going to define orgasm equality for us? We're going to talk about why we're discussing it. Um, what are the different criteria and factors for ensuring orgasm equality? Do male orgasms matter? <laughs> um, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is how things that happen outside of the bedroom impact what goes on in the bedroom with the intimacy. So Heath, get us started, bro. Let's, let's talk about what is orgasm equality? What does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, to me, orgasm equality is you ensuring that in most sexual, I'm going to say most, you're ensuring that during your sexual encounters with your partner, that you are privileging and putting their orgasm before yours. And this is going to get very biased because there is a difference between men and women. So it's not easy just to say it one stop, you know, like, you know, one step for everybody. Mm -hmm. You have to really, you know, talk about the disparities because these disparities are glaring. But just a simple definition, orgasm equality, every sexual encounter that you have, you're ensuring that if you're orgasming, that you are putting that much weight, emphasis, and intentionality in participating and helping your partner to achieve their orgasm or orgasms. Mm -hmm. And you're putting it first. That intentionality is a, is a yeah, big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really big thing. Like you really got to have the mindset. Yeah. You got to come in and you got to move yeah, yeah, and yeah, operate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intentionally yeah, yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, uh, I actually want to go back really quickly because we, we're talking about orgasm equality, but this episode is called Poe Pimpin'. So I just want to give people a little bit understanding of what the POE and yeah. Poe Pimpin' it is, is pleasure and orgasm equality, not just orgasm equality. Because pleasure is also, it may not lead to the big O. Yeah, for certain, for but, certain people, depending on their bodies and how, how they're wired and structured and also their experiences and what's going on emotionally with them. Or just their desire. I mean, there's definitely been times when I personally have just wanted to be in some pussy, but not wanted to nut. Mm, so mm, I had the pleasure. Mm, the pleasure mm, was uh, equal, mm -hmm. um, but the orgasm wasn't. So yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I think for us or people may get caught up in the finality or, or of the O, of the yeah, big the O, climax, the yeah. climax. But it's really just about the journey and the destination. Yeah, for so, sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. So in, in, since we're def we, we've defined what orgasm equality is, let's talk a little bit about why there are disparities. I mentioned disparities. There seems to be a lot of disparities out there. Can you cite or talk about some of the disparities? Now, I know last season you talked about a Netflix, uh, uh, I think a pleasure, what's it called? Pleasure? Ah, uh, man, I, couldn't, I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you mentioned called. it on the, la it the was, last it season. It was called the 
The pleasure principle. The pleasure principle. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I remember we talked about, about Janet Jackson yeah. and their lack of orgasm. Yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. only like thirty. They said thirty percent of women. Uh, it may even be less. Or achieve any kind of orgasm uh, when they have sex. Do you have any additional data points there about that? So I guess this. I'm reading this article from. Looks like this was 2022, back mm. in May, and. Somebody here is some of the key takeaways. Heterosexual men have far more orgasm during partnered sex than heterosexual women, resulting in a significant pleasure disparity. We mentioned that. New research suggests that the explanation for the gap is simple. Men don't take the time to stimulate women's clitorises. So if we're just looking at it from this standpoint... What's the publication of that? uh, It's an... um, it's a website called Big Think. Okay, Big Think. BigThink.com. And um, if we're just looking at that one little uh, sentence, men don't take the time to stimulate women's clitorises. So they mentioned a data point. It says a 2005 study found that 39% of women oh, I was right. usually or always experience an orgasm Okay, in comparison to 91% of men. And a more recent survey from 2018 uh, discovered that the gap had narrowed a little bit, but there's like a 30 point divide still remaining. Yeah. So I guess wherever we are, if we're at 60, they're still yeah. kind of at 30. Yeah, or yeah absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, while we're talking about this topic, it's, it's important because, you know, as we mentioned in episode one, ethics always make you consider other people. Yeah. And so when we're talking about being mindful about moving and operating with ethics and considering other people, equality and equity should be a part of that conversation. Oh, for sure. You know for what sure. I mean? Sure. So yeah. that's, that's the reason why it's important. Well, just from even what you quoted from Big Think, it's amazing what they're saying. If you think about it, it's not happening because men are not privileging. So it's not a structural issue. Right. It's not a biological mm-hmm. issue. It's not a physiological it's issue. issue. Yeah, it's not about endocrinology or any of the other things that that you know people go to medical school for four years mm-hmm. and go into residency about. It's really all about the fact that men aren't taking the time to listen to their partner and be responsive to their needs. That's it. Well, is it that? Because, I mean, this kind of just, it's an ignorance thing. Like, they just don't know where it is or how to stimulate it. Well, what did it say? I, I thought it said that, that. It's happening because men do not take the time. That's what I'm talking about. Take the time. To, but, I mean, well, yeah, okay. Okay. That's they don't so, take the right. time. They don't so take it, the time. So they're yeah, not, yeah. They're not no, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I'm sure a lot of us as men, you know, don't know the significance of the clitoris. We're not taught the importance of the clitoris in, in most health, you know, education. And it takes a lot. I mean, there's that, that great book, Becoming Clitorate, right? Mm-hmm. Becoming right. You know, aware of the role of the clitoris as far as pleasure, a pleasure sin, understanding a woman's vulva and, 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 and the, the various aspects to that vulva, uh, to her vulva, excuse me. So I'd also think, though, this has to do with a prejudice that we have as men mm-hmm. in that things are very male-centric when we talk about pornography. Right. So because we can enter it, that's what we really focus yeah, on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, 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 we focus yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. the part that gives us pleasure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when I even think about like what I knew about fingering or manual stimulation, just to use a more academic term, yeah, you know, it was all about 
entering, right? And maybe I understood a little bit about the G spot. Now, you know, you learn about the A spot, mm -hmm. but really clitoral stimulation and more asking and engaging with your partner about the way they want their clitoris stimulated. stimulated right. So this is really, I think the gap is that we are not focusing on communication. Men aren't communicating with their, with their women partners and listening and asking them what they need and what they want in order for them to have just as much pleasure, pleasure as they yeah. do mm -hmm. and orgasms as they do in, in a sexual encounter. And I think that's, that's what we have to kind of get to and, and really understand. Right. Even the understanding that most women are not going to orgasm from vaginal stimulation. Yeah, Even yeah, being yeah, aware yeah. of that, yeah. I think would make somebody be like, okay, well, if, if I know that I got a higher probability of getting her off or giving her pleasure from this, let me focus on this. Yeah. But clearly they're saying that, well, at least in 2005, Guys weren't taking the time. To <laughs> I hope that means guys are now taking the time. time. Uh -huh. yeah, I yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. means now that you know we're in 2022 that more men are aware of the importance of clitoral stimulation. Um, I think in the in the book uh, she comes first. There's this quote that talks about you know cunnilingus should be the native tongue of every man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. wants to pleasure a woman. They, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you have to know that. Uh, being clitorate um, and understanding the importance of stimulating this area, this erogenous zone, is really what's going to be overall beneficial yeah. for all parties. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, this becomes important because what we talk about the podcast quite frequently is the, the, the relevance, importance of prioritizing relationship intimacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In relationship intimacy is not just what you do physically, it's right. also what you do from mouth to ear. Mm -hmm. And not so much your mouth to someone else's ears, but talking, what yeah. their mouth is in yeah. your ears. You uh -huh. have two ears, one mouth. Listen more. Yeah. You know, the, the importance of silence and quiet while someone's talking. We did a whole series, for those who don't know, on active listening this past summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on our TikTok. I need to pin it to our top of our TikTok. But it was really good and we got some good feedback. But active listening is super, super important to whatever you're doing in professionally or in the bedroom. Can you can you briefly just give the three or four, I believe there were four videos we did on active listening. Can you give like the three or four point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the first includes. point about active listening is silence. Mm -hmm. When someone's talking, just be silent. Just be silent, right? You don't need to respond. You know, uh, you don't need to have a, you know, a visual reaction. In silence also, if you're doing it in real life, what's your body language? So, you, you know, you, so that's the first part of silence. So I get the body language. Second part is asking questions, mm -hmm. asking really important, relevant questions. So when someone says something, your first response should be, you know, if you want to ask a question, a question that's appropriate to what they said. In order to get to right. that, you got to summarize. So silence, summarizing, right, mm -hmm. what you heard. So if you, you just got talking to someone about uh, what they want sexually, your partner from a man to a woman, you would summarize what you heard. You would say something like, oh, I heard you say this is what stimulates you mouth to this tongue to that this kind of sequence etc mm -hmm, etc because mm -hmm. you show somebody when you're silent and then you summarize that you're that actually engaging yeah, and yeah, that you know, you're listening and retaining that yeah yeah the third thing then is questions so i'm now doing it in sequential order silent summarizing questions what kind of questions are you asking so you're coming on the heel of summarizing you say oh you know i heard you say this but i had a question about that you mentioned using the tongue like this but i had a question about this you also mentioned this. And if you can really pay attention to what your partner is saying, your question should maybe even tie into other things they've said earlier to you. 
Mm. Or they said early in the conversation or in different conversations, being able to kind of weave everything together. And the last point I mentioned on the videos was about body language. How are you sitting while someone's talking to you? Are you mm -hmm. making eye contact? Rolling are you, your eyes, is, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Is your body language open so that they know that the words are leaving them, they're, they're going into good ground, right? So seeds, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. going to, you know, fertile ground. And so again, just a recap, it's going to be silence, summarizing what you had, what, what was said. So paraphrasing is a good way. You don't have to say verbatim, but paraphrasing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, asking appropriate questions. questions. Yep. And the fourth thing is really good, open, responsive body language. So we so we got kind of like that four point plan. And we, we've talked about why talking about this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of jump into what are the criteria mm -hmm. and, and the different factors for ensuring orgasm. Requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think for me, it's a listening. Right. Right. Communication. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is anticipating needs. That's a tough one. Yeah. So let, let me explain what I what what I mean is if you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting with listening mm -hmm. and really understanding their needs, when it comes up to it, you'll be able to anticipate their needs. Mm. For example, you're with a partner. She has a really rough day at the law firm, at the grocery store, wherever your partner works, she's coming home. She calls and says, yo, this person, this mother effort at my job again. And what you're doing then is you're going out of your way to prepare for them when they come home. Right. That first encounter when you see them and I'll be guilty. I, I'll be the first person. I'm guilty of not always doing this appropriately, but if it's wine, they like have their favorite glass of wine ready. Mm. If it's oatmeal cookies, have the oatmeal cookies ready, whatever it is, you know, that just um, got me wet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine. Well, I can't. Somebody, somebody anticipating that need of me coming home and they got a joint roll for me, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I, I like what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, basically, going, like going, yeah. yeah, the Destiny Child catered to you mm -hmm, uh, uh, approach mm -hmm, yeah. for for your partner. I mean, taking that same mentality and applying it to you know your woman or the woman you're with or your your partner. So I think that's important because. When you're anticipating needs, it's showing somebody that you are listening, yeah, that they did sure. not waste their time, mm -hmm. their energy, mm -hmm. and really their emotional presence, right? The presence of all their emotions on you, right? That you were taking it all in and saying, hey, you know what? This is the, you know, uh, this person is showing that who I am and everything that I'm giving to them is being cherished. And that makes someone feel loved, open, and relaxed and safe and not just safety uh, as far as physical, because we talked about in episode one of the season, but also psychological safety. So I think that's just some of the criteria of orgasm qualities, orgasm quality. And then this, what we mentioned earlier, there's some physical aspects, you know, understanding what that person needs physically, familiarizing yourself with your clitoris. You know, I always say my partner's clitoris is one of my best friends. So it has to be as <laughs> just every part friends. of it. I mean, yeah, you yeah, talked yeah. about, um, this part of anticipating needs, and we're going to talk about this later, but I think it bears, you know, it's, it's beneficial to say this again even earlier. But when you're talking about anticipating needs, you're talking about what happens outside of the bedroom. Yeah. That's going to impact yeah, yeah, what yeah, happens for sure, in the bedroom. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, what about you? What do you think of some criteria? Some important I mean, I, I, I think listening is really number one, and, and that communication and, and being open about expressing these things that you know you need. I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people um, 
they move under this habit of sex is not necessarily something that we should be discussing in real time. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we're in real time, we should just be doing. Mm, yes, 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 you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I feel like that's a habit that a lot of people have, but that's actually the best time to talk about it when you're in real time. Because not only is it um, stimulating you both physically or your, your physical needs would be met, but it's a great chance to connect, to yeah, just yeah. learn about yeah. your partner and, and to learn about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I feel like listening and, and communication are probably just the bedrock, the cornerstone of ensuring that got orgasm it, equality. It. I think you just, you need both. Both need to be in place. Um, there has to be that consideration, that thoughtfulness, that mindfulness about your partner and their needs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so you can you can create the kind of environment where you're, you know so much about them, you can anticipate the need. Yeah. Um, but you can also, in real time, learn about the needs and address those in real time. Because I mean, everybody's not going to want the same thing all the time, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, if you know your partner likes it from the back and their hair pulled, that might be the thing that gets them over the edge. But like, what are you doing before you get to that? Mm-hmm. Are Are you just going for? the easy win or are you trying to make this a, a like a more holistic experience where yeah. there's there's talking there's moaning there's you know bodily fluids coming out there's all of these things foreplay. that happen foreplay um and i mean i think we had we saw this video over the summer where this guy kind of corrected that language and was just like it's really all sex the foreplay, all of it, the mm-hmm. penetration, like it's really, we've just been taught to compartmentalize these different parts yeah, of the yeah, process, yeah. but it's really all one thing. And if you can kind of get that understanding of it, you can bring more of yourself to it because you understand it. It's not, let me just show up for the part that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, like we you said, I insertion. Or, or just... Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the penetration part. Yeah, if, I think for a lot of guys, like we hear a lot of men, women who have said, I don't understand why my guy doesn't want to go down on me or he does it like it's a chore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To me, that's indicative of a person who doesn't understand a man who doesn't understand it. Like when a woman comes first and you prioritize her pleasure, it's only going to be better for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this kind of partner first approach or being mindful of your partner and, and everything that they need is, is important. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. So in that in that regard, since we've talked about prioritizing yeah. female pleasure, do male orgasms matter? I mean, as a man, <laughs> I feel like they do. Um, but yeah, talk about it. So I think when we talk about disparities, anytime you talk about disparities, whether in healthcare, education, income. yeah, all of that income, mm-hmm. right? Disparities are not just gaps. I think the word disparities in context also implies there are factors or barriers that make that gap that much that more way. pernicious mm-hmm. or problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it that way, right? It's not just like, oh, okay, well, you started walking this Central Park before me and I started 10 minutes after you, so there's a gap. As opposed to what a disparity really is, is that the reason why I couldn't get to Central Park was because I had to do all these other things that in order just to get out of my house, right. because I had to navigate safety issues. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, a person with a gun here, there's violence on my block. So I couldn't leave when you left because there's these factors that really I don't control that inhibit me 
you know, or someone in my control that I really needed, you know, ameliorated or addressed in order for me to catch up with you or to get on the same pace with you get yep. to Central Park. So when we talk about orgasms, the disparities, when we, we mentioned them is A, I think education. I think mm, we don't big. really do enough with health education. I mentioned this in the first season around understanding our bodies, understanding even the emotional and psychological and professional context of our bodies. And what I mean by professional is people have to get up and go to work every day and that impacts their sex life. No one just stays home and just, you know, magically makes money, shakes a tree and they have enough money to go to Chipotle and get their favorite, you know, the burrito bowl. <laughs> they don't, it doesn't happen. So right. there are decisions that have to be made. Um, mm -hmm. There are political things around it. I mean, with the uh, with Roe versus Wade and the controversy that happened here in this year, 2022, that impacts people's ability to have sex and wanting to have sex. I just saw an article yesterday how there's a lot of Generation Z women who are rethinking sexual intercourse. They're rethinking um, penetrative sex because you know, Roe versus Wade being repealed has made them very scared of getting pregnant with the wrong partner or being pregnant in general, especially for black and brown women where maternal maternal mortality rates are pretty high right now. So there's a political aspect to our understanding our bodies that is largely ignored or not, I think, discussed enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, when we talk about disparities, you have to talk about addressing these barriers. And so when we talk about male orgasms matter, I think on paper, yes, men's, orga men's orgasms matter. But when we talk about addressing these disparities, we have to get at what's causing this gap to be the way it is. In order to do that, you need to put your attention on the disparities. In order to put your attention on the disparities, you got to put your attention on the barriers and you have to resolve those. So let's put the men's orgasms on the side for now. For now. Yep. And let's talk about What's happening over here? Yes. Let's prioritize here. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're irrelevant and that it don't matter. It means there's something here that's very, very wrong and problematic that needs to be adequately addressed to ensure that everybody gets theirs at the, at the end of the day. What about you? I mean, what is your your sense on male orgasms in the context of this conversation? I agree with you 100%. I feel like you men have to be aware that again, if if a woman's pleasure is prioritized and they get theirs, it's only gonna make it better for you. Like there's mm -hmm. there's really no way to get around that. I mean, it's it's almost like, um, uh, I want to kind of draw a, a comparison to food and how people prepare food, right? So it's like when you have good ingredients, you're probably guaranteed a better meal. You may have a, a cook. Who knows how to cook well, but if they have shitty ingredients, the meal might be bad. Yeah, or not as nutritious. Or not as nutritious, not as yeah. flavorful, tasty, or whatever. And so to your point, I feel like being a good cook mm -hmm. comes secondary to the good ingredients. Mm -hmm. The good ingredients to me is the partner first um, approach that we're yeah, saying. And communication. And you're right. All of that to me are the good ingredients. So um, I feel like when those things are in place and people men have that awareness, people, I would say people have that awareness that putting your partner first is always going to yield better results than being selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you said, a as a topic of conversation, yes, men's orgasms do matter. And I feel like they should matter to the women who are in relationship mm -hmm. with them. If we're talking about, you know, heterosexual mm -hmm. relationships. Um, 
But yeah, to your point, I feel like we got to prioritize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I don't think it can be acceptable mm-hmm. any longer for for there to be this kind of disparity mm-hmm. when it's really just as simple as taking a couple of minutes, taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Just taking the time. Take your time and do it right. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Do it, baby. baby. You can do it. Take your time. Do it right. Yeah, you so can do so, it, baby. so I mean, it is. That's that's really what it boils down to. Is just yeah. taking a couple of extra minutes. I know your dick is hard and you're ready, but take a couple of extra minutes to lay prostrate and worship. <laughs> <laughs> well, put your head in the box. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the most people say, and I've heard women say, and that, that was in. She comes first, the book, right? Mm-hmm. You really got to emphasize, you know, kind of lingus. It's important. I mean, you could, you know, we've talked about this. There is such an important role that kind of lingus plays um, before sex, even during penetrative sex, even post. Uh, it's just really, really, I think, essential. You know, and speaking of essential, let, let's 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 shift the conversation. Okay. When you talked about the beats for the show, we talked about what happens outside of the bedroom, which mm. is what happens inside the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a conversation that we really need to have as men. And I, you know, I'm going to spend the bulk of the rest of the episode on this. Okay, it is necessary. Yeah, because this is a difficult conversation to have for a lot of reasons. One, me and you are not women. Two, uh, even though me and you have a lot of women friends in our lives. Uh, they're close and they confide in us a lot there's always going to be a gap because you just don't experience it you just don't live it Mm -hmm. but we're going to do our best to be you know i think charitable to that point of view let me start off by asking you a question when i say that to you what happens outside of the you know the bedroom is just important what happens inside the bedroom from the again now now we're we're just contextualizing we're talking about for a woman Mm -hmm. what's the first couple of things that come to your mind Calls during the day, texts during the day, um, like you talked about, anticipating needs. Even if it's a situation or scenario where you know you might not be home before her and you can't set everything up, maybe it is, hey, babe, I'm not going to be home until such and such. Did you eat? Yo, checking on people does a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. You know what I mean? Just having somebody just call you, hey, how's your day been? Man, listen, I can't tell you how many times someone has texted me. And I can tell the energy is they just care about how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then when I see them later on, I'm like, I'm ready to do whatever they want me to because mm-hmm. I felt cared for. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I really feel like what happens outside the bedroom is important for men and women. But I can see from my male perspective how it impacts women more mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, yeah like when, when you're context. right in that context, when you are checking on them during the day, when you don't leave the house upset or you make sure that if y'all were upset before both of y'all get home that, Hey man, I know we left the house early and it was on this vibe. I, y'all, I, I thought about it. I was wrong. Even if they don't say that they were wrong, having, holding yourself accountable. Um, like, I feel like those are the, the things that come to mind. So that, so it's the, the check-ins, mm-hmm. And then it is the accountability to how am I going to show up when I get home? Mm-hmm. But you got to be mindful about mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Jump in. Talk about it. 
Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is the word busy. So okay. talking to a lot of my women friends, the issue with sex and time for sex and being stimulated and ready for sex has to do with the fact that they're so busy. A lot of mm. some of my women friends are, are married with children, they're single with children. They're just women living in the world and they're saying, you know, a single by themselves living in their own home. And so we know that just kind of macro, right? We just saw that Elon Musk asked the people in Twitter to sign a contract that they Arc would or work. Yeah, he, could, he said they would work with hardcore intensity mm -hmm. or leave. Yeah, or leave. When I think about that, I think about the women in those jobs mm -hmm. or the moms in those jobs. I heard a guy, Chamath, who used to work at uh, Facebook saying some of the executive manager meetings wouldn't start to 9 p.m. Well, if you have kids, oh, wow. yeah, it, this is back when Facebook was really just kind of on its rocket growth. If you have children, even if you're just yourself, you're managing yourself, there is a lot that you're pouring into a job mm -hmm. and then someone's texting you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. with the WID question mark. <laughs> you know beautiful. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all was in your neighborhood. I wanted to know if I could stop by. And as much as your body or you may want it, your your or your mind wants it, but your body can't do it. Right. And the first thing I think about is busy because what I notice is for those who have partners, uh, more long term partners or just kind of consistent partners, they want their partners to participate more in number one housework, mm -hmm. uh, sharing of responsibility, domestic responsibilities. Um, I know a lot of women complain about being the social secretaries in their home. Mm. So it's like, you know, I, I'm the one who talks to your mom. I'm the one who, you know, co you know coordinates play dates with yeah. us and the other couples. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that men don't do that. But then here's this extra tax on me on top of, I got to work with hardcore right. intensity. I got to breed a freak du jour too. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, at my employer. So I got to bring hardcore intensity at the workplace, mm -hmm. hardcore intensity <laughs> in the home. And, and, and again, I'm speaking from a space, again, I have to, you know, I can say this, preface this, I'm a, as a man, even my, my long-term committed relationship that I am, I don't operate by any means at any level of perfection or even close to it around creating and blocking appropriately for this. I, I find it sometimes as a man to be very difficult because some things I just am not going to experience because of the way I walk in my masculinity, the way that I am as a man, there's certain things I just don't do. Yeah. Just like you can see with other instances where people have a hard time because some things are so anchored into a lived experience that mm -hmm. if you don't, the most you could do is listen and take guidance on how to adjust and be a helpful partner. Yeah. But you know, these are, these are, these are real things. So the first thing that comes to my mind is just busy. A lot of the women I talk about just being too busy and too many demands uh, on their life to really be able to be ready for real-time bedroom action, which does impact their orgasm and their ability to orgasm or their enjoyment of their mm -hmm, orgasms mm -hmm. or even the post, post, you know, sex high, you know, I gotta get up and make a sandwich because, you know, I still got to make lunches for tomorrow for, for the kids. Can I jump in here? Yeah, 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 please. So yeah. it's interesting that you say that what kind of came to mind just now was thinking about the difference in masculinity and femininity when these women that you talk mm -hmm. about feel like um, there's that care for them outside of the outside of the bedroom where they feel like their partners anticipating those needs or creating an environment where mentally they can come down and participate in mm -hmm. this physical intimacy act for guys it's almost like the other way around like we need it doesn't matter what we came in the door we need the physical yeah, 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 intimacy yeah, 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 to exactly. decompress mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's almost like they need everything outside of that to be 
good mm-hmm. for them to be able to participate yeah, yeah, and show yeah, up yeah. and enjoy it. So it's like it's it's really interesting these differences in us, uh, and I can see how it would make that scenario difficult for them to come and show up and be positive in because yeah. it's like. Well, my body's here, but my brain is in all these other. Oh places. yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard women say that. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. They're in like, the act, and their minds on some. Oh, I gotta. I forgot to give the, the, the teacher's birthday right. tomorrow. Gotta oh, get wait, the card. Do we do the homework with you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 bro. I got a bunch yeah. of things to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you said, it, it ends up becoming a scenario where they feel like this man is just taking out his issues on my body. Yeah, yeah. Like the quote, Doctor Regina Langley. Yeah. So, like, how do we how do we combat that? I mean, we're talk, kind of talking about it now, but like, yo, how do we how do we take care of things outside for them in order to create that environment when at the same time we still have to deal with this this need for that decompression and 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 getting that load off physically? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've talked this whole entire episode about communication. I know a big part of what we talk about here is communication, listening. And I think we say it over and over again. I don't think there's no such thing as over-communication in right. this regard. Mm-hmm. But I do think one practical step is try to run an experiment. So if you, for example, are with a partner you live with, and it's a man, woman, and you want to get a sense of what they do in the day, take up the responsibilities. and what they do for a week or two weeks mm. and then report back. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like everything you do, show me everything you do, then I'll do it for two weeks, seven days. I'm not talking about five days, two days off. Right. No business days. Yeah. Four <laughs> weeks, <laughs> seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 <laughs> days total. Yeah. And do it. So I've heard stories where there were men who were, you know, just angry with their wives and this time the third, let's say during a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then they had to do what the wife did because the wife was on bed rest. And then like, oh, this is I why a, I have a different perspective <laughs> yeah. on the demands they have uh-huh. when I have to do it. And now I'm like, yo, wait a minute. You know, sometimes some of us as human beings, and just is the way we are, care what race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, whatever, we need to encounter real experiences for us to resonate and create empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't care what's real. happening between this group and the police, or you don't care what's happening between the government and this group, you don't care what's happening at the workplace between your boss and this person until you're in those situations and you're in those tensions. And then all of a sudden you develop some humility and empathy. And in the case of we're talking about sexual relationships or healthy relationship intimacy, you don't really have it until you start to see what your partner is going through mm-hmm. in their respective silo, right? The, yeah. you know, your partner's in the silo doing all this work. And you're like, well, why don't you just hurry up and come on already? Come to bed. It's just like, now nah, I have all these things to do. Well, once you start doing them, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like this either. Right, 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 right. We saw that a lot with white guilt over the summer of 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think the George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and the Martin Aubrey murders was so you know stark and, and so realistic. It wasn't you know caught up in a messed up body cam footage or wasn't caught up in the stories and testimonies of he said you know he said she said or they said mm-hmm. versus they said. It was so real and apparent. So you need to create some real and apparent experiences for yourself if you want to tap into what your woman partner is going through and say, damn, you know this is not that easy to go do drop off to do pick up to do drop off again to get home cook, to dinner, cook. Yeah, 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 exactly. Damn. Yeah, and then Woo. you may have an annoying person who's demanding on you too, and you ain't got no one thank you, no this, no that. 
you know, um, it's it's I, at times I hear the women in my life saying it's a thankless job. Now, with that being Ooh. said, <laughs> have we said that about being a man? Yeah, but say with that being said, I've heard men say the same thing. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is why. And if you go into the TikTok, some of the things we talked about is the tensions we see online between men mm-hmm. and women yeah. and throwing and hurling accusations at mm-hmm. each other. And it's becoming more acidic. It's becoming more toxic because sure. it becomes less about what are we all experiencing or what are the what is the context we're all functioning in, and more about you don't you're not enough, you're, you're not, not enough, this, you're not yeah. good enough, mm-hmm. you're not good enough. Yeah. How do we make it about listening and saying, let me come into your world and experience it as you see it, come into my world and experience it as I see it, and maybe we can come to a better understanding together. Right, and and create some solutions as opposed to just like you said hurling these accusations and male bashing woman bashing and all of that yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah yeah exactly so in your conversation with your women friends what have been some of the things they've said as far as things that turn them on outside of the bedroom that lead to better more connected sex in in, in the bedroom or on the couch or you know whatever? honestly i really have not had a bunch of conversations like that okay but I have heard, you know, women say experiences really help, like dates. Mm. And it may not, you know, it may not be a date where everything is kind of predicated on romance, but but being out somewhere mm-hmm. and connecting with someone in a in a different scenario that's not in closed doors behind closed doors. Yeah, Shea Maurice's? <laughs> Martin. Shay Maurice's, fam. You got to go to Shay Maurice's. Get your S cargo on. You know what I'm saying? A good glass of Pinot. Um, but yeah, man, creating those experiences. Um, I think what you just talked about is really big. Is putting yourself in that, this person's shoes and yeah. and experiencing life from their POV and being like, oh man. Maybe I do need to have that wine ready when they get mm-hmm, home, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe I can clean the bathroom because yo, the more you do on the front end, that's less work for her on the back end. That's yeah, more yeah, time yeah. y'all get to spend in the bedroom. That's more time you got to yeah, beat yeah. it down if you yeah, want. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so. So again, I think it, it kind of all really goes back to this partner first approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, putting your partner, prioritizing your partner's needs above your own, and listening and, and that communication people definitely need to i think have that conversation and do that experiment everybody you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do this experiment this 14-day experiment yeah i yeah. feel like it'll help people on a bunch of different levels not only just in terms of intimacy but understanding and learning your partner and learning yourself like i feel like that'll be a good one yeah. for everybody to get on yeah so wrapping up this episode, mm-hmm. some of the t- uh, things that we discussed is we talked about the importance of orgasm and quality. We defined orgasm and quality, which is in every sexual encounter, you're privileging and putting your partner's orgasm before yours to ensure they orgasm just like you, you know, in addition to your orgasm, right? right? They orgasm, you orgasm. Another big thing we talked about is the importance of why we're talking about this, prioritizing relationship intimacy, uh, also making sure that you're taking time out of your your sexual encounters to connect with someone, listen to what their needs mm-hmm. are, even develop, you know, such a strong system in between each other where you can anticipate needs. They had a horrible day. They have that favorite thing waiting for them when they're home. Or you're finding ways to skate to the puck as far as, all right, well, I know they usually do pickup. I'll do pickup today. You can right. just go home, yeah. mm-hmm. hop in the shower, do whatever your, your de-stress routine is because you want to feel seen and heard. 
The other thing we talked about is about, you know, the disparities between male orgasms, women orgasms, and why we should be focusing on women's orgasms right now. Not to the point of making men's orgasms irrelevant, but we understand when we talk about disparities, there are actual barriers there that need to be overcome in order for uh, women to be enjoying sex and having pleasure and orgasm equality there. Then we talked about what's out of the bedroom. What happens outside of the bedroom is important. Yeah. Just as important what happens in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's a, that's a definite as well. Any final takeaway before we get out of here that you want people to walk away from for this episode? Yeah, I would just say just for clarity, I know a lot of guys will probably hear this and be like, "Oh, dude, y'all, y'all are saying male orgasms don't care," even though we've explicitly said we're not <laughs> saying that. I just want to one more time put it out there. What we're really saying is that as a man. In a hetero relationship, you should prioritize your woman's needs intimately and, and otherwise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a better outcome for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But women, we're also challenging you and charging you with the same responsibility. If a man is going to prioritize yours, you should prioritize his. And it's, it's again, this, this circular thing that we talk about where one hand is washing the other and both are washing the face. So we are not saying male orgasms don't matter or female orgasms more. We're just saying from the perspective that we are two heterosexual men. And for us, we've learned to prioritize uh, our our women's needs, understanding that it's a better outcome. So that's what I would just say. Yeah. I think my takeaway for the show is empathy. Uh, You know, when you get into the guts of what empathy is and the Mm. guts of what it takes to develop empathy, Mm -hmm. you're getting into real work. Right. So we talked about that experiment. You know, if you take on your partner's responsibilities for two weeks, we're talking about men to women now. Obviously, women can do it for men too, mm-hmm. but we were just saying in this context, that's what we're focusing on. Yep. Right. It goes back to the whole thing. If you say, uh, you know, I'm focusing on breast cancer, but what about colon cancer right. too? It's okay. like that whole all lives matter thing. Yeah. You can't have a, yeah. a focus. You know, we're doing ALS walk, you know, then, you know, then now people want to talk about the other walks that are just as equally important. No, we're focusing on ALS. We're focusing right now on, uh, you know, women's orgasms and the discrepancies, obviously, there. And I think the takeaway is with empathy, really making sure that you're following up and doing the hard work. And it's going to get emotional. It's going to get difficult. But stay the course. Mm. So with that, we're going to yeah. wrap, wrap it, it up. up. Check Once out again. Yeah. Check us out on socials. We're on IG. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. YouTube. We're at Love God, Love Sex Pod, um, all over social. And we're also on email. You can write us at connect at lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Please email us if you want to you know, suggest or recommend some show topics yeah. or you just have some general feedback. We're always open to that. Um, but yeah, with that, we're going to wrap it up and say peace to everybody. Yeah. yeah, take care. See you next episode. Do that experiment. <laughs> All right, stop.